Greetings, my friend, and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. Let's begin in prayer. Lord Jesus, we pray in your name that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that we're able to use in our life, in the life of our family, in the lives of our friends, and in the lives of people we haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you, my dear friend. I hope all is well and wonderful with your soul, and thank you for being here right now and listening. This is podcast episode number 109 and scripture discourse number 190. For our show, we use the Gospel Evangelist Church Sunday Prayer Letter as a script and an outline. And uh, if you're familiar with what we're doing here, we are also recording a video to my right. Uh, the podcast running podcast software is running to my right here. Uh, the camera's in the middle with the two, two computers. Uh, right and directly in front of me is the Sword Searcher Bible software, where I write my sermons and my letters on. Then directly in front of my face here is my microphone with my lights. and uh, I don't really have any lights lights. I mean, these are just regular house lights <laughs> that are in. I'm in my studio here in Boulder, Colorado, where I live and pastor Gospel Evangelist Church. We are building this church from, uh, from the streets. So... Uh, just so you'll know where I am, if you're driving down the road or walking down the path or riding your bike or uh, running or exercising, you're wondering where I am, and now you know. <laughs> I'm not a mystery. <laughs> All right, so uh, October 30th, Sunday Prayer Letter. The title is Revelation Chapter 18. It's produced by Gospel Evangelist Church, Touching People for Heaven. God is building Gospel Evangelist Church. GEC is a church of God at Boulder and Colorado, which is about teaching and sending evangelists to preach the gospel and minister the gifts of the Holy Ghost, all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to the glory of God the Father. Amen and amen. Well, greetings, my friend. Thank you for being here. I realize there are many other things that you could be doing, so I do hope that there is some value here in this week's Sunday prayer letter at the podcast that you're listening to or the video, if you're watching the video, that may benefit you and your life. Uh, as the weeks roll by, we are finishing up an unusual year, at least for me. 2022 is not the normal year, as has been the previous two years, as we all know. From my point of view, this is nothing more than one more season in the cycle of life on earth always knowing that God is the creator and that God knows what is going on in his creation. And that's good news, to know that God cares for his creation, that he hasn't turned his back. How many people have created something or built something and uh, have never taken care of it? No maintenance program, nothing. Uh, they just it, just it just falls apart because they don't maintain it. Uh, the thought just popped in my mind is the airline industry, you know, they're required by law to go through all the procedures of uh, keeping the plane at the top level all the time. And, you know, these big oil airliners, they're 20 years old. I mean, you don't even drive a car that's 20 years old. But these airliners that carry thousands and thousands and thousands of passengers all over the world uh, are quite old. It's be surprised. And, uh, but the reason why they're still running in top-notch shape is because they maintain their equipment. Well, that's what God does. God maintains his creation, and we should do the same thing. Um, 
I can give you lots of examples, but I'm not what I just said. So what I do here, just to give you an example here. So when our in our podcast, in our Sunday prayer letter, when we do our show, uh, I kind of add a few things to the letter. So what you just read or heard right now or watched on the video is not in the letter. I use the letter as an outline, but if I feel led, I'll add more pieces to the letter. I don't take anything out of the letter, but I do add something to it uh, to just— um, it gives me the freedom to uh, share what's on my heart uh, as I read uh, a type of script. And I know I get off track sometimes, but that's the uh, purpose of uh, what we're doing right now. And one of the purposes of what we're doing is to show people or demonstrate to people that you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have everything all lined up and just absolutely trained in how to record your voice or record your face on a video. Uh, you just get started. And uh, that's why I leave all the little mistakes I do on the on the show and on the video, just to let you know that uh, uh, you can do it. <laughs> you know, uh, I, yeah, I've been doing it for a while now. Like I said, over 100 episodes here. I've got over 700 sermons on the street. You know, I mean, there's, you know, after a while you get a little better. But even as you get a little better, you still make mistakes. I make mistakes nearly every day. But uh, the Holy Spirit still continues to uh, fill me, and I continue to preach under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. So let's go back into our letter here. So uh, uh, it says here, that's good news. The previous week, uh, I was in Trinidad, Colorado. Uh, GEC Banner Preaching and Street Ministry was in full swing as the hours and days moved on in this very interesting little town. Trinidad is a type of border town. It's in the southern region of the state and is near the New Mexico border. That's the state of Colorado. Uh, for some reason, uh, I realize that Trinidad is the most famous uh, place uh, is Trinidad and Tobago down in the southern Caribbean Sea just off of Grenada. Uh, that's a uh, actually a national park now. Uh, it's one of those scuba diving locations that are that is absolutely incredible to go to, but uh, those islands are are a national reserve, I guess you'd call it, or a national park. I'm not exactly sure how they call that. And uh, uh, Grenada is on the northern northeast corner of the South America continent, and then Trinidad and Tobago is right there in the Trinidad. I mean, in the uh, Caribbean Sea not too far from the Panama Canal. <laughs> so I've done a lot of, uh, while in the Navy, went through the Caribbean Sea many times. So pretty familiar with that area there. <clears throat> but that was a long time ago. So uh, New Mexico border here. Back into our letter here. One of the many activities people do is to come across the border, the New Mexico border, to buy things they can't buy in their state because it's legal in this state, if you know what I mean. Trinidad is also a town that many travelers get off the freeway, that's Interstate 25, North-South Freeway, and stop for a meal break or a rest or to look around. Uh, this is one reason why the Spirit of God placed me next to the visitor center and at the large roundabout. Nearly all who come in or through Trinidad probably come right by me as I am preaching and ministering the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. As my third year going to Trinidad, uh, I'm in a 10-year season of banner preaching and street ministry, and uh, so that was my third trip uh, at that location. 
and uh, then we'll be traveling to Grand Junction in January. January, in a couple of few more months, that'll be the western gate of the state into Colorado, Grand Junction, right on the Utah-Colorado border. So uh, speaking of the gospel, <clears throat> got to ask you a couple of questions here. Are you ready? <laughs> speaking of the gospel, are you saved, my friend? Do you have the assurance in your heart that if you passed away tonight, you'd go to heaven? Are you born again? If you possibly answered no to these questions, then this would be a perfect time to stop and pray, asking Jesus to save you and give you a new life. It's free for the asking, because it is all by faith, not by reasoning or paying something or needing to do something to exchange for salvation. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, has already paid the full price of sin, which is truly something you, that um, you don't want to pay for, because it costs more than you have. Believe me when I say you don't want to pay that price of sin. I hope you heard me, my friend. That could be why you're reading this letter or why you're here right now listening to the podcast or viewing me on the video channel. It could be your time to become born again. So you do it now, okay? Do it now. Let me interject one more thing here. For those who are already saved and they wonder why I am always asking if they're saved or not, or always uh, just about every message that I do, I, I bring up salvation. I don't, I'm not aware of any message that I've done in the last 45, 48, 49 years that I've not talked about salvation. Uh, it was such a dramatic event in my life uh, prior to becoming born again and then directly after being born again and, and the process right there as I was being born again. The whole experience was so dramatic in my life that I just can never stop talking about my salvation and my testimony. I'm not going to go to the testimony right now, but I, I bring salvation up so much because it's not that you're not saved. I, a lot of people feel tested by my preaching that, well, John thinks I'm not saved. That's not if you think that, there might be something going on in your life that uh, you need to talk to God about, because uh, I'm not testing anyone's salvation. I'm testing to see if you are born again. A lot of people know Jesus Christ. They know God. They know about the Bible. They maybe have read the Bible or read verses in the Bible, but they have never, ever prayed and invited Jesus Christ to save them, to be born again, to become a child of God. And my point is that if you're already born again, you're saved, you know, you're going to heaven, your blame, name is in the Lamb's Book of Life, and, you know, you're excited about Jesus. The point is that you, my friend, are to go and ask others. You're to go and preach the gospel. That's what Jesus, that was his last thing he told us. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. 
And the gospel is Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died on the cross and shed his blood, the Lamb of God shed his blood for the washing away of our sin. That sounds kind of strange to say that, but it's not that we need to figure that out. It's all by faith. It's not by your mind. It's not by your intellect. It's not by your, well, I got to reason all this out. I've got to figure out who is this guy and who is that and what is that. Uh, It's none of that stuff. It's simply like a child comes to their father or their mother to ask for help. The child doesn't question their parent to say, uh, are you really my parent? You know, children don't do that. Uh, Children know that that is their parent, you know, generally speaking. And so you can study the Bible. You can go to church two, three, four, five times. You can go to church seven days a week. Um, You can do all kinds of things uh, preparing yourself in the ministry or preparing yourself as a Christian, but never get around to telling anyone else about Christ. And let me tell you, uh, we have an eternity to study the Bible. I know that ruffles a lot of feathers. We have an eternity to go to church, a temple in heaven. We have eternity for that. You don't need to go to church. I mean, we have eternity to play church and play uh, Christian stuff. You know, uh, what we don't have an eternity of is witnessing our salvation, giving our testimony, our salvation story to other people. That is a very finite timeline. Once that time is ended, it doesn't exist anymore. Uh, And uh, we're going to be able to read the Word of God in heaven. It's not going to disappear. We're going to be able to worship God. He's not going to disappear. We're going to be able to sing songs and praise Him and and worship Him uh, all through eternity. Uh, Everything that you're doing in church, you're going to be able to do in heaven. Everything you're reading in the Bible, you can do in heaven. Now there, And you can even pray in heaven. There's all the things that you're doing now thinking that you are building some sort of... uh, Uh, closeness with God. Let me tell you, uh, the best way, uh, if you want to know the best way, the fastest way, the most sure way of developing and building and anchoring your, your relationship with Jesus Christ is to go out and win the lost. That's it. And that's why so few people do that, and that's why they suffer with their relationship with Christ. I hear it nearly every day. You can hear it in their voice. You can hear it in their walk. You can hear it in how they communicate to you. They truly don't have an intimate, personal, private relationship with Jesus Christ because they really don't tell anybody about Christ. Now, I realize that that is coming from an evangelist, a missionary-type person. I've been preaching uh, this type of message since the day I got saved, actually two weeks after I got saved, and I've never stopped. So uh, it could be that um, uh, I just have this calling. But we all have a calling to minister uh, the salvation message of Jesus Christ to everyone we come in contact with. Amen? Anyways, I wanted to go through that. That's not in my letter. That's just <laughs> that's a big old long sidebar off to the letter here. But I just want to... Um, uh, You know, everything needs to point to, are you saved? And if you are saved, then go win someone else to Christ. Uh, uh, It's uh, 
really important, really important, okay? So uh, let me uh, get back in our letter, okay? Let me have a cup of tea here or a sip of tea. Celestial seasonings, ginger tea, tastes great. All right, uh, in the letter here, let's uh, let's all pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, thank you for all that you have done at the cross for all of us who would believe on you. Thank you, Lord, for saving us. Thank you for baptizing us with your Holy Spirit and placing us into the family of God. We can truly say now that we are children of God. We love you, Jesus, and give our full thanksgiving to you, Lord. Amen. All right, moving on, we'll continue through the Sunday prayer letter here. Our title for this letter is Revelation chapter 18. Revelation 18 has 24 verses. It's a pretty hefty uh, chapter. (laughs) I was hoping for a small chapter, but it's not. So our conversation or our talk in this letter and our week of preaching, if the Lord will and shall be, if the Lord will and I'm physically able, (laughs) shall be chapter 18 of Revelation as led by the Holy Ghost. We begin each day at the first verse. We read slowly and deliberately. We deliver the word of truth clearly with authority and power. We read with the Holy Ghost until he quickens us and there we teach, being led by the Spirit of God. Let's always remember that we receive our teaching from the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Truth. As the Bible tells us in the Gospel of St. John, chapters 14 and 15. And I'm going to read those two verses. That's John 14, verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, that's Jesus, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And in John 15, verse 26, it says, But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. Amen? So exercise, this is uh, this whole series here, this is an exercise in the Spirit. It is not intended to be easy. We will learn to be more willing and more obedient as we follow the Spirit and to hear more clearly the voice of the Word of God as we go through the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, one chapter per week for 22 weeks. This is week 18 of 22. And in our letter, um, if you want to look at the whole letter, this letter is only in part on the podcast and on the video. The full uh, the full letter is posted on our missionary website at gospelevangelistchurch.org. So once again, this is podcast episode 109 in Revelation chapter 18, and you're listening to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. All right, so for this week, Sunday, October 30th, 2022, we're preaching from the King James Bible daily through the week, if the Lord will and physically able, along with filming our street sermons each day for our video channel, which is also ministering to a multitude of people, even right now as we speak. Thank you very much for viewing these street message videos, and thank you for sharing them and for liking them and for writing your comments. The comment section of the video channel is something that I see as a potential type of ministry. 
Even here, we as a church body pray for the people. We do that every Wednesday. We pray for the people every Wednesday that come to the YouTube channel and uh, or watch our pod or listen to our podcast or receive our email Sunday prayer letter. And we don't know who comes to our website. We get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of uh, visitors to our website. Uh, however, on that, we don't see who they are, and but we pray for everyone who uh, comes in the door of Gospel Evangelist Church, no matter how you come into our church. Uh, we have a—it seems to be growing a vast array of opportunities to come into our church. It's really uh, quite amazing what the Holy Ghost is doing in building Gospel Evangelist Church. I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited, actually, about what's going on in our church. It's, uh, it's uh, something that I— I really am enjoying it. Uh, I'm enjoying the presence of God. I'm enjoying what God is doing here at Gospel Evangelist Church here in Boulder. All right, so uh, our letter has seven parts, one part for each day of the week. Typically, there are different verses for each day of the week. However, in this series we're doing through Revelation, we are traveling through the whole book of Revelation. Therefore, each part is in the same chapter because we're doing one chapter for one week, one week Per chapter. So starting on Sunday, part one, Sunday, October 30th, that'll be Revelation 18, verses 1 through 24, and all the way through the week, all the way to part seven on Saturday, uh, we'll go through the chapter 18 in Revelation. So what I'm going to do now, uh, believe it or not, is I'm going to actually read chapter 18 from the King James Bible. Amen? So verse 1, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. Verse 2, And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Verse 3, For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Verse 4, And I heard another voice from heaven, saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not of her plagues. Verse 5, For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities. Verse 6, Remember her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double, double according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled full, fill, fill, uh, had, I'm sorry, which she hath filled, filled to her double. Wow. Verse 7, How much she hath glorified herself, and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her. For she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That almost takes my breath away. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Verse 8. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. Verse 9. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. 
<clears throat> wow. Verse 10, standing afar off from the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. Verse 11, and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. Verse 12, the merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet and all fine wood and all manner vessels of ivory and all manner vessels of most precious wood and of brass and iron and marble. Verse 13, and cinnamon and odors, and ointments, and frankincense, and wine, and oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and beast, and sheep, and horses, and chariots, and slaves, and souls of men. Verse 14. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departed from thee, and all things which were dainty and goodly are departed from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. Verse 15. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing. Verse 16. And saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. Verse 17. And for in one hour so great riches is come to naught, and every shipmaster, and all the company and ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea stood afar off. Verse 18. And cried when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? Verse 19. And they cast dust on their heads and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city wherein we were made rich, all that had ships in the sea by reason of her costliness. For in one hour she is made desolate. Verse 20. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. Verse 21. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. Verse 22. And the voice of harpers and musicians and pipers and trumpeters shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman or whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee. And the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee. Verse 23. And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee. And the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth. For by thy sorceries were all nations deceived. Verse 24. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints, and all that were slain upon the earth. Thus ends the reading of chapter 24 in the Revelation chapter 18. Wow, that is, uh, that is uh, quite an amazing story there. I, um, I'm, as, as you, let me just add a few more things. As you know, 
the Holy Ghost is not really teaching me what's in Revelation until I, I'm on the street and I begin to preach from Revelation. Then it seems to me that when I begin, it's like there's something that opens up inside of me. And it's like I can see uh, what's going on. And I just describe what I see. It's it's quite amazing. Like, as I was reading this, I wasn't getting any uh, bits of information. I was just reading and enjoying the reading of chapter 18. And I want to make a point that that is what we're doing. We're simply reading the book, okay? Uh, we're not trying to figure out all the symbols. We're not. We're just going through it and simply and easily and in a childlike manner discussing and talking about what we're reading in chapter 18 and the whole book of Revelation. It's kind of little book reports every day of what we're reading. And uh, it's quite different than what I hear a lot of people preach when they preach in Revelation. They always want to talk about what this, this symbol means and that symbol means and where this goes and where that goes and timelines and all this stuff. And I realize many of the people that I talk to uh, have not been around uh, as a believer that long. Um, it's, it's rare to find somebody who's been saved 20 years. It's even rare to find somebody, say, 30 or 40 years that I talk to. I mean, I know they're out there, <laughs> obviously. But uh, when I'm out in the street and I'm ministering, I'm traveling and doing things that I do, it's, and I'm out in the public everywhere I go, and I'm pretty visible, as you know. Uh, in most cases, I'm pretty much the oldest guy in the Lord wherever I am. And because of that, I have a little bit of a different viewpoint or perspective because of the timeline, age-wise. And I am... Um, grateful that the Lord's kept me all this time. And I um, I guess I want to say is, what I'm trying to say with that, I'm not reading the letter, I'm just talking here. What I want to say is that too many believers, after a year or two, think they got everything figured out. Uh, the Bible is not that way. God is not that way. Heaven's not that way. And life in Christ is not that way. Uh, maybe going to school, you got things figured out. But um, the walk with Christ is not like any other walk that you'll do. Um, it's, and so every day we must, and because of that, every day we must walk as a child would walk. And that is in wonderment and in awe and being open to be learning something new with the Lord. And uh, that's the uh, kind of the job of the Holy Ghost in that he is to teach us all things. And believe me, if you've only been saved a couple of years, you have not learned all things. <laughs> you know, I'm coming up in my 50th year being saved here next year, and um, uh, I have not learned all things. I guarantee it I have not learned all things. I feel like I'm just beginning to scratch the surface of learning, and I'm not even to the scratch yet. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much going on. And uh, so I just caution all the believers to take off their high-mindedness, take off that pride, take off, oh, I've been saved this long. And I've, you know, just take all that off and just say, hey, I'm nobody. You know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to move around in the Lord. I'm figuring things out. Uh, you know, I'm learning a lot, uh, but I'm kind of doing it like a kid would do it. 
and uh, kind of learn as I go. And uh, that's, I think, is the best way to stay humble and meek before the Lord, is we're to humble ourselves before the Lord. And when we do that, uh, he seems to honor that with increasing the wisdom that's in us and increasing the understanding and increasing the um, knowledge because the Lord is the Lord of increase. He, is the in- he brings the increase. We don't bring the increase. God brings the increase. And uh, anyways, I just wanted to say a few things right there. I know that might be off topic, but it's uh, what was in topic inside of me. <laughs> okay. So uh, here's a recap here of chapter 18. Let me just read, see what, I, see what I've got here. As we read through this chapter 18 with the Spirit of Truth, we should be able to see a clearer picture of Revelation. Once again, we are not asking the Holy Ghost to teach us the meaning of the symbols and characters in Revelation. We are simply enjoying the grandeur of Scripture. We hope to receive joy in our spirit while reading with interest this book of Revelation. In this chapter, we see once again much action by the angels of God. I think this is very fascinating because so many never discuss anything to do with angels. But here, the Apostle John is actively involved with angels, not just the Lord Jesus. Uh, This is a rather lengthy chapter. I do hope that we will be able to cover each verse the way the Holy Ghost has been Uh, has been with us through the previous chapters. Uh, We also move into a brand new month, November, the 11th month of the year, which is a pretty important month for me personally. And many things are going on in this chapter 18 that may disturb some. But rest assured that God knows exactly what is to take place to fulfill His creation. And and, And we all are a part of His creation. Which part depends on your salvation and the ministry that you're in or not in or refuse to be in? Because we all are called to be ministers um, if you're a follower of Christ. By following Christ, we uh, will help us to lay up our treasures in heaven. Let me say that again. By following Jesus Christ, I want you to hear this. By following Jesus Christ, uh, the Lord will help us to lay up our treasure in heaven and thus have a good account for our life with Christ on earth. Uh, this is important to understand. Uh, let me, I'm going to say that sentence one more time. For some reason, people uh, don't get this part. Uh, and that is by following Christ, by being a follower of Christ, that's called being a disciple of Christ. We're a follower of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, if you love me, Jesus Christ said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. The only way to keep his commandments is by following him. So by following Jesus Christ, Jesus will help us to lay up our treasure in heaven. Remember he's talked about uh, lay up your treasure in heaven, not on earth. And, uh, and, and thus, by doing that, by following Christ and by, by having him, by Christ have, having Christ help us lay up that treasure, uh, we will have a good account of our, for our life uh, with Christ on earth. The, uh, let me kind of little interject something here. Uh, Paul talked about your account in heaven. You know, giving and receiving is not about uh, receiving, uh, trying to get rich on earth by preaching the gospel. Uh, giving and receiving, the idea of giving and receiving is a form or fashion or method to lay up treasure in heaven. 
And the reason we want to lay treasure in heaven, because it fills our account. The Bible says an account is in heaven for us, and that account is what we'll be rewarded for. Now, you take our, uh, our accuser, uh, Satan, and what he wants to do, if he, already, if, you lo- if he lost you, let's say first he wants to keep your soul and take your soul to where he's going. But if you uh, receive Christ, you, he lost your soul. But so the next thing he wants you to do is not grow in Christ, and, but mainly he does not want you to even know about your account in heaven because he wants you to leave earth broke. I mean, not broke, bro, because you have Christ. You're going to heaven. But there is more to having your account full in heaven than we realize. I don't know why more preachers don't talk about that, but um, they're so concerned about living on earth right now. Uh, Earth is just a tiny, tiny, tiny sliver, so small that you can't even measure it under a microscope next to eternity. But preachers spend all their time talking about that little tiny sliver. Uh, what I try to do is try to get people to think about eternity. That's where the bulk of your time is going to be. Because <laughs> you're never going to die. And uh, so uh, lay up treasure in heaven. Because that's where you're going to spend eternity. And you want an account that's full. You want to finish your course. And to finish your course is to say, I have a full account in heaven. Amen? All right, uh, let's go back into our letter here. Uh, let me see, where is that? Uh, this is a rather lengthy seventh month. Many things are going on in this chapter 18 that may disturb some, but rest assured that God knows exactly uh, what is to take place to fulfill His creation. And we all are a part of His creation, uh, which part depends on your salvation, uh, if you're saved or not, and the ministry that you're in or not, or, in, or refuse to be in. There's a lot of preachers who refuse to be in the ministry. I was one of them. <laughs> I fought it for many years. Haven't fought it in decades, though. Uh, because we are all called to be ministers, called to be ministers of reconciliation. We're all ambassadors for Christ. So by fo- once again, I'm going to say this. By following Christ, He will help us to lay up our treasure in heaven and thus have a good account for our life with Christ on earth. This is important to understand. So pray and talk to the Holy Ghost for His help. Amen. Let's all pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask for your help and your comfort and gaining wisdom and understanding and knowledge in the word of truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us confirmation that we are saved, that we are following Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And thank you, Jesus, for giving us your Holy Spirit. We love you. Amen and amen. So my letter is signed in the Holy Spirit with my initials under that, J.C. for John Shuck. Below my initials, I have three Bible verses, Psalm 51, 11, Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Luke eleven thirteen. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? And Ephesians 1, 13, in whom ye also trusted. After that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, and ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. 
and amen. Well, there you go, folks. This is my Sunday prayer letters written Saturday, October 29th, 2022 at 414 p.m. Boulder, Colorado. It's written by preacher John Shuck, street preacher, founding pastor of Gospel Evangelist Church, touching people for heaven. God bless you, my friend. I love you very much. Take care.